Welcome back to the Hour View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Anna Gauker. Anna is an author, speaker, and podcaster. Join our conversation as she shows us how to lead the way in elevating conversations about unconventional leadership and innovative solutions to the big problems of today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I'm very happy to welcome my guest today to the podcast. My guest today is Anna Gauker. And so I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today, Anna. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, um, I've been mentioning uh, a lot of times on uh, more recent episodes of my podcast that I have uh, connected with a lot of new people who have agreed to do interviews through uh, the app Clubhouse and then also through, uh, there's a group on Facebook, a, a Facebook group called Find a Guest, Be a Guest. And then uh, also through my social media sites, a lot of people have been um, recognizing and, and viewing my content there and reaching out uh, to ask uh, to be on the podcast. So uh, Anna, you are one of those people. And uh, I, again, I'm, I'm very happy to have you join us today. So if you could, uh, can you give the audience a, um, a brief introduction as to who you are? Who is Anna? Well, let's see. I am originally from a small town in Illinois, um, the town of like 4,000 people. And I moved to the Madison area of Wisconsin about 10 years ago. And I like to say that Wisconsin sort of adopted me um, as I really fell in love with the people here and really fell in love with the whole vibe of enthusiasm for life and nature and making your voice heard. Uh, I was born with a neuromuscular disability and it's called spinal muscular atrophy. And it means that I have general muscle weakness throughout my body. And I've always depended on a motorized wheelchair to move around the world. And that experience really motivated me to be passionate about disability rights and really advancing services and quality of life issues for people with disabilities. So when I moved to Madison, I did so to start grad school at UW-Madison and got my master's in rehabilitation counseling. 
And since then, I've graduated and worked for several years in human services. And most recently, I came out with a book called Don't Ask Permission to Fly. And it is a collection of essays about my life observations and some of the people that have impacted me the most. That's awesome. Um, I, I loved uh, that you um, majored in rehabilitation counseling. That's really, really great. Um, so what, um, can, you, can you talk a little bit more about your disability diagnosis and how it impacts your life? I know you said you uh, use the uh, motorized wheelchair. Can you just talk a little bit more about how your uh, disability diagnosis, um, what it is and, and how it impacts your life? Well, I was diagnosed with SMA when I was about eight months old and I actually was diagnosed after my brother. I have an older brother who was diagnosed when he was about two years old and that was just before I was born and they told my parents um, that, well actually I think he was one year old. It was like just before his first birthday that he was diagnosed. And then they told him he would likely not live past two. And then um, it was the same for me when I was born. I was about, yeah, less than a year when I was diagnosed. And my mom said, she knew that I had SMA when I was six months old, but I was not officially diagnosed until a couple of months later. And I mean, everyone who has a disability has a very different experience with it. And I think that for me, I had an experience where disability and having SMA and using a wheelchair is all I ever knew. So I didn't have that adjustment to go through. However, I have experienced a gradual uh, increase in my limitation and ability to move my arms around. So I have had to go through some adjustments, but I really think that the biggest way disability has impacted me is how other people view me and how I engage with the world and my own struggle not to let assumptions of the outside world about me impact the way I see myself or my own capabilities that I stay true to what I know 
to be true for myself. And that's really why I wrote the book, because I feel that that struggle is something that everyone goes through in some capacity, that internal dilemma of how do I keep perception of others out of my own assumptions or feelings about my future and my place in the world. So I really hope to help more people with that. That is so true what you mentioned, how how other people perceive you. And I know I've I've experienced it as well. Um, I, I guess the box that, that people like to put us in as people who live with disabilities. Exactly. Yeah, it can really be, you know, if we let it, it can really be uh, harmful to us if we mm-hmm. let those perceptions, you know, seep into, uh, you know, what we were told by our friends and our family and our parents that, that we're able to do a lot of things. But the outside world who don't know us, who just... You know, they see you in your motorized wheelchair, they see me in my uh, manual wheelchair, and they make assumptions about us that are not true. And, uh, you know, you you mentioned you have uh, a degree, and I also have a degree, but it's, it's those old perceptions and stereotypes where people believe that just because we have a disability that, um, you know, we're unable to learn and that we're unable to uh, get the college degrees and the master's degrees and things like that. So it's really important that uh, there are people like you in the world who are uh, doing a, a large part in uh, raising awareness about disabilities and helping, again, like I say, change the tone of conversation about disabilities and people who live with disabilities. So um, that leads to our next topic, which you've already mentioned. Uh, you have a book called Don't Ask Permission to Fly. I love the title. And um, I I love what you said that it's a a series of essays. And uh, could you talk a little bit more about that and uh, where people are able to find your book and uh, when it's it's going to be available, if it's already available and uh, all the great information about your book, Don't Ask Permission to Fly. Can you just talk about that for a little bit? It is available. It's on Amazon right now, and it's in paperback and Kindle form right now. And we are in the process of working on the audiobook, so that will be available soon. Um, Yeah, and it really started out as a project that I came up with when I left my first job. I had written a blog for that job about navigating employment as a person with a disability. And I asked them if I could use those blog posts if I ever wanted to come out with a book. And they said yes. And as I went through, I picked out my favorite ones and then really ended up changing 
a lot of the content and expanding on those few blog posts to make something really entirely different that was a fuller picture about my overall life and growing up and my experiences in school and grade school and people that really influence me and how I see my own possibilities and things that I might want to accomplish and how I've navigated living on my own and really moving forward with my goals. I ran for public office a couple of years ago in my local county district and there's an essay about that experience as well as my uh, negative experience getting my wisdom teeth extracted and how I encountered the healthcare system and some of their assumptions about me. So a theme really came clear as I went about developing the book that we are in this constant back and forth struggle between how the world views us and how we view us and trying to really anchor down in our own truth and making sure that that is our primary focus as we move through the world. That is um, a great, great idea um, for a book. And I think it's important that people hear all of these experiences that, you know, that you have had and, uh, you know, your, your life is a, a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, a lot of good things and a lot of not so good things. Like, that's great that you ran for public office. And then, uh, you know, the, the flip side of, of things were of, of how you experience the, the medical world of things where it's not always, you know, things are not always accessible to us in, in a lot of places and a lot of uh, parts of the world. And, um, you know, so, so for you to be willing to share all of that information, that's that, those stories with the world in the form of a book, I think it's a great idea and um, very excited that you uh, have that out. So everyone make sure you, uh, you know, go to Amazon and buy the book and Kindle and uh, paperback and stay tuned for the audiobook. Like that's, uh, that's really cool too. I know um, I enjoy a good audiobook all the time. So <laughs> I'm definitely uh, looking forward to, uh, to the audiobook coming out. So, um, so one of the things that I um, also know about you through uh, preparing for this, um, preparing for this conversation is you also are a podcaster, correct? <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, can you talk about your podcast and uh, what your purpose is of um, what your purpose was for creating the podcast and 
uh, you know, where people are able to uh, find find the podcast. My podcast is called Lead the Way with Anna Gaucher, and it came out of my experience running for office. I was really in a transition period in that moment of my life. I had left my first job. I had no plan and I jumped right into this political campaign and put all of my heart and soul into making that the best possible outcome I could. I knew I was an outsider from the beginning and not someone that people were familiar with. Um, I didn't have name recognition. I didn't have political party backing to support me, although they did stay out of, like, they stayed neutral. So that was nice of them, um, but they had a favorite, that's for sure. And I did not end up winning that seat, but I made a definite splash during the campaign and decided that this notion that people who are not told are born to be in charge should still see themselves as part of the solution to big problems, even if they're not running for office, if they're not on a stage, everyone has capacity to make a big positive impact in the world. And that's really what happened or what motivated me to start Lead the Way. And I do interviews of local leaders in Wisconsin mostly, but we are talking about branching out a bit more. But we do talk about issues that translate throughout the country, throughout the world, and really try to invite people on the podcast who have a unique background, a unique perspective, or something special that they are offering the community. Yeah, that's, um, I, I think it's great what you, again, for running for the public office and just wanting to be part of the change that needs to take place and to let people know that you're out here and you're, um, you're, you're willing to help out and, and again, be a part of that change. I think that is a very, uh, something to, to really acknowledge. And the fact that you have created the podcast out of that experience to uh, continue talking about uh, issues and, and to interview the leaders and, and how everybody can, again, serve in that, uh, in, in such a way that uh, change is being made. I think that is really 
very important. So um, thank you. And, and your podcast is, it's available on Apple Podcasts and um, yeah. I'm pretty sure everywhere else uh, you can hear your po any podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and a few more. But people can also go to hannahgelker.com. Great. Yeah. Um, and that's, I, I've listened uh, to a few episodes and it's really, uh, again, it's, it's a very important uh, topics that you're, that you're covering. And, um, you know, so thank you for sharing that as well. <clears throat> so um, to wrap up everything, uh, I, I like to finish my podcast with a form of uh, the following question, which is what is most misunderstood about your diagnosis or about people with disabilities in general? I think that could be answered in a lot of different ways. Um, but I think that the thing that I'm always trying to help with is showing people that people with disabilities are fully human. I think that that is a pretty fundamental reality that people don't admit is a, is a thing that we need to embrace more. And we all come in different packages and I think that people with disabilities are all very unique and we're all completely fully human and should be treated that way. That is such an amazing answer and it's so true. Um, I, I know I've, uh, again, I've been in uh, Clubhouse, which is an audio app where you you talk on the stage so you literally use your voice to talk and uh, a lot of discussions have been uh, around uh, surrounding topics related to disabilities and one of the uh, rooms that I was recently in uh, was talking about this uh, this topic and this this old stereotype I guess you could say that uh, people with disabilities need to be fixed and they need mm -hmm. to be healed and all of those types of things where, you know, and I love what you just said, like we are fully human, we are complete, we come in different packages, yes, and every diagnosis is different. But like you said before, everybody has something to offer, everybody has something to contribute. And I think that is, uh, that's what I would like for people to know. Um, you know, just because someone has a disability, it doesn't mean, I, I, like I was born this way. I was literally born this way as the Lady Gaga song says. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and there's nothing, uh, you know, I was, I was born 40 years ago, so they didn't have uh, the medical advances and medical technology that they have now where a child with spina bifida, they can do surgery, uh, fetal surgery before the baby is born to close the hole in the back. They didn't have that 40 years ago. I'm grateful that they do have that for families now 
that's, you know, that's a great thing. However, and in addition to that, I should say, me, even with my limited mobility and having to use a wheelchair and the way I have to get around with the braces and the crutches and you for the way that you have to use your motorized wheelchair to get around, we are human beings. We are fully human and, you know, we are capable of doing things and contributing to society. And I think that is what, uh, a big thing that that needs to change that perception of uh, people with disabilities uh, really needs to change to uh, view us in a different way for sure. So thank you for uh, sharing that answer. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I think that that is dead on. I mean, someone was just asking me yesterday because there are new treatments for kids with SMA and with early intervention. There are amazing things that are able to help newborns not experience symptoms of SMA. And that's really not going to make a complete change for me at this point. There is no cure for SMA for a almost 35 year old. Mm -hmm. And that is a bummer, but it's also not something that I'm gonna dwell on or make a focus of my day because I think one of my biggest assets is my unique vantage point and the way that I'm able to observe the world and make connections and distinctions and see the best in people and sometimes the worst in people and have a voice for that. So I'm not going to spend my days weeping about what could have been because I'm here right now and I have something to offer the world. Absolutely. It is, again, it's great. I, I'm grateful that, uh, you know, I'm grateful for the medical advances that they have made. It's great. It's just, you know, it's, it's what happens. It's, it's science and it's the uh, knowledge that people gain throughout the years that is great. And at the same time, as you said, um, I'm not going to, uh, you know, dwell on that for all of my days and, and just uh, wish why me or any of that or why not me and, and all of that because the way that, again, being born this way has really provided uh, a unique opportunity for me as well to uh, see, see things differently. You've said it, I'm repeating everything you just said, I know, but <laughs> it, it's so true that um, it has really allowed me to see people um, in, in a great way. And, and as you said, sometimes in a not so great way. Again, I'm repeating everything you just said, and I'm aware of that. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's so very true that, uh, and every person is born in a unique way. Every person has a unique thing to offer the world. So I think that is a great message uh, for this episode to just uh, 
stress that and for for the listeners to um you know to just realize that no matter what no matter if you were born with a condition if you acquired a a disability later in life uh everybody is unique and we all we all have a place in this world to uh, add something positive to it so to just make sure that um to make sure that uh, no matter what your condition is with or without a disability that you use your life to uh, make a positive change in the world. I think that's a, a very strong message to uh, send for this episode. So thank you for all of your great words that I uh, definitely repeated and will definitely be uh, be using <laughs> yeah. from here on out. So, Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but thank you so much for your time. I appreciate um, this conversation that we've had and uh, I definitely know that it will uh, reach the right people who need to hear this, this positive message. And again, everyone uh, go out and, and get Anna's book, Don't Ask Permission to Fly. It's available on Amazon. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to uh, collaborating with you again soon. Uh, for something because we both have uh, we both have great stories to share and uh, great experiences to uh, to talk about. So I, uh, you know, I look forward to uh, reaching out uh, to you and and uh, getting to do something together again soon. <laughs> yeah, um, as I was preparing for this interview, my assistant told me she was like, I think. You and Arthur are going to be best friends. I think she was on to something. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. It's really, uh, it's it's really great to connect with other people who are, uh, who are doing similar work. And you know, we're yeah. in two different states. Me being in New Jersey, you're in, in Wisconsin. Yeah. But it's um, it's just very, it's important that there are people like us who exist in different places to yeah. do the work because there is work to be done everywhere. Uh, you know, whether you're on the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, <laughs> the Northeast, the Northwest. <laughs> Avenue, I mean, podcasting is such a great platform to have your ideas shared. I used to think that having a disability, you know, a few years ago when I was in my 20s and I was living on my own for the first time, I felt like really the most important thing as a person with a disability was for me to be seen out in the world mm -hmm. and engaging with people. And because I think that it can be really hard for a lot of people with disabilities to get out and about depending on where accessible housing is in their community or what transportation is like in their area. It's a real hurdle, multiple hurdles. And I think that just being able to be out and seen is important. And when you're not seen, then you're forgotten about and people don't include you in big decisions and policy. 
And I think that this pandemic could have been a real threat to that progress that a lot of people have made in being integral parts of the community. But thank God for technology and computers and Zoom and like podcasts. So yes. I'm so <laughs> glad that you are out there and doing the work that you're doing and really seeing this moment as an opportunity, like I do. Thank you. And it, it's, it's what you said is, is so true about, uh, you know, it's important for people with disabilities to be seen and out in the community just so people know that we're here, that yeah. we exist. So, and, and again, that's how, as you said, that's how policies are made and how changes are made because you know a certain population, people with disabilities exist. So therefore we need more services and more programs for people with disabilities because they are in our communities. So uh, again, and like you said, with the pandemic, having to shelter in place and having to stay in more often than uh, a person without a disability may have had to, uh, because the the pandemic and this this virus has um, definitely impacted the disability community in uh, such large numbers. So uh, you know, and and hearing that and being aware of that, I've stayed in a lot more often. I I wasn't going to the store every week. I was going every three weeks mm-hmm. or so, where where I was letting uh, you know family and friends pick up yeah. stuff for me from the store and dropping it off and or having groceries delivered to uh, limit my exposure to to the outside world. But at the same time, um, you know, there is that fear that it it really, um, you know, possibly got, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a good thing that we weren't out and about because it, it's, uh, you know, you don't want to be the forgotten <laughs> uh, right. population there and, and to see how this uh, this pandemic has impacted those who have disabilities. So I'm, I'm really glad you, you brought that up. That's very, uh, a very important piece to, uh, to mention for sure. But um, yeah, so again, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I will, um, I'll definitely be in touch with you soon. Perfect, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what you liked about this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you listen to this episode on your phone, take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and be sure to tag us. We thank you for listening and take care.